want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit? Are you in need of an uplifting message? It's time for today's Uplift, encouraging words and biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good evening, guys. And as you can see, we've got all three of us here. The three amigos are back tonight, which is great. And I'm the only one without glasses. <laughs> I just happened to notice that. <laughs> it's not that I don't need them, but I don't need them to use the computer. I was going to say, I think you do wear glasses, don't you? Yeah, I do I just... wear glasses. Yeah, I need them to drive and see at distance, but I can see my computer screen just fine. And I can see both of your lovely faces just perfectly okay. fine here tonight. Can <laughs> we be the three amigos if we're not all wearing glasses? <laughs> I, can, I can put them on, but they'll drive <laughs> There now, now oh, we're the, oh, right, right, right. In, in the glare, the the glare will just be blinding to you. Oh, oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what my problem is right here. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, good evening, everybody. And tonight we we let Robert pick uh, a parable because Robert loves parables, and who doesn't love a story? And thankfully, Robert and Phil are both very uh, smart on the Bible and very wise, and and are very uh, much in tune with the Lord, and they're going to. Uh, explain the parable, but I'm going to start us off by reading it, and then I'm just going to hand the football off to whoever wants to take it first. That's how organized we are tonight. Uh, so uh, this is the parable of the growing seed, and this is in Mark 4, and it starts with verse 26. The parable of the growing seed. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. And that would be the scripture for the parable of the growing seed. Yeah, before we start, I got to tell you a quick story. I planted zucchini seeds this year, and I started them in a planter thinking, you know, it's got better soil. And the idea was I'm going to put them in here, and then I'm going to transfer them to my backyard. And we went to the beach for a week, and I forgot to put them somewhere where the deer wouldn't get them. Mm. For an entire week while we were gone, the deer didn't touch those zucchini the day we come home my mother-in-law comes in the morning to let the dog out she goes wow they're getting big by the time we got home that day they were gone the deer really? ate them during the day not even at night during the oh, day oh no they ate our zucchini because they were getting big mm. so one of them was spared and i just noticed tonight that it has blossomed and we're expecting fruit soon and as oh, this parable says i have no idea how it happened i simply put the seeds in and out comes the plant oh yeah you know jesus often gives us farming analogies right yeah it's amazing i think if i think according to what we see with jesus it's almost like if you're a farmer if you have in any way planted something and, and seen what it does it's like you're you're gonna have some insight onto the kingdom because oh, yeah. Jesus gives us so many farming analogies of what the kingdom of God is like. And this is another one, right? Like the kingdom of God is like this. But 
I, I was one of the things that I like. This is kind of a unique parable, right? You don't see, you don't see a lot. I was mentioning uh, to Pastor Phil here about this. I was like, hey, you know, in this parable, uh, it gives us a little tension here, because if you uh, if you can understand some of the meaning of this parable, it feels like it goes against what the command of Christ is to us. And so we, we can talk about that here, but let's 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 mention some things about this parable. What what is really interesting, there's only really a couple of elements. There's this seed that grows and this man that goes to sleep. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, there's a couple of elements in here, right? And so if you're looking at the thrust of this parable, what is awesome about this is it's like the kingdom of God is being compared to this seed that does its thing. Like it's planted, and once it's planted, it grows, and it produces this harvest all by itself. And the man just goes off and goes to sleep, so he almost completely leaves the parable. He only comes back to enjoy the result of the harvest, like what the seed does, like the result of it. And so this is also very interesting because let me, let me read this in verse 28. This is one of the few places that the word automatically is used. So in Greek, the word is automate. And, it, and what it says, it says automatically the earth brings forth a crop, first the blade, then the head, then the full grain in the head. And so like it's one of the few places where the word, where an automated word is used, like this is just going to happen. So one of the things that's really cool about this is it seems to be showing to us, and this is the cool thing about parables, right? Like, you got to think about these things. So, so Chad, when you say like, oh, you know, well, I'm glad these guys are here. And well, I'd like to say that we know all these things about parables, but the thing about parables is they make you think. <laughs> like they make you have to go, wait a second, Jesus. Yeah. I need to know what you're talking about. Like, right. I thought you were revealing the kingdom. What happened? Right. <laughs> but in this situation, like, it's, it's like Jesus is showing that the kingdom of God is its own entity because it is God's kingdom. It's going to grow. It's going to do its thing apart from the man altogether. It's going to grow and produce this harvest anyway, because that's the nature of the kingdom. It will happen automatically. And so if, if this has the meaning of that, and, and what's interesting, right, the man comes back into the picture to enjoy the result of the kingdom, right? Like, so he's enjoying what the kingdom produces, though he has no idea how it does it. Right? Like, mm -hmm. and, that's, and it makes it a point that the man does not know. And I think that's kind of what we see. Like, we see this thing. We don't fully understand what that plant's doing or what it's doing, but we know it has life. We know it's doing something. It's going to produce a harvest. It's going to produce more like itself, right? And it does it on its own. And so I think, I think in relation, Jesus is really bringing this out, that the kingdom of God is its own thing. Like we can never be prideful that somehow we're the ones that are like moving the kingdom along. Yeah. Like the kingdom of right. God is its own thing, right? God is the one who rules over this, right? And it's its own entity. It will grow. It will thrive because it is his kingdom. You know, and, someone who tried to move the kingdom along, his name was Judas. Yes. And we know what happened to him. Yeah. So, nice. yeah, that's a great point that we can't force this. It's, it's happening. 
Yeah. And we get to be a part of it. And that's the joy of the man, right? Like he comes back in and he gets yeah. to enjoy the fruit of it, the harvest of it. So we get to be a part of enjoying the kingdom of God without even fully understanding it or understanding its life, life-giving power or how it how it grows, right? But we still get to enjoy what it's producing. Right. You know, interesting you bring this up because just the other night, I was looking at my cat. He's a kitten. He's, I don't know, seven or eight months old now. And I'm watching him, not only the way he plays, but if he gets scared, you know, it arches his back. He does exactly what a cat would do. And I sat there thinking, how does he know what to do? Of course, it's instinct. He just automatically does. It's what God has built into him as a cat. And then I got to thinking, you know, we don't automatically accept Christ. It's a choice that we have to make. So it's diff we're different than the animals in that they have instincts and lions will go after smaller animals and smaller animals will run away from a lion. And it's just an instinct. They know what to do. It's automatic, just like a seed mm -hmm. automatically grows. But a human being to whom has been given much, much more is required. Yeah. And we are required to make a choice. And what a wonderful blessing it is in that, but also what, a, I don't want to use the word curse, but what a hard thing it can be to mm -hmm. have a choice. It's just, a, it's amazing what God has done in his kingdom. Mm -hmm. well, and, and you got to think about this, like if, and we have that choice. So it's really like, are you choosing to come into God's kingdom? Because yeah. if you do, right, you're going to live under the rules and principles of that. Because yeah. God's kingdom is God's kingdom, right? So you'll live under the rules and principles of that. But you're also choosing to receive the blessing of it. Yeah. Right? So so it, yeah. we only, it's like a, in, in John, it's like you condemn yourself. When you when you don't accept Christ, yeah. Yeah. you are condemning yourself. Right? And so, but, but when you receive Christ, you enter into a whole other situation, a kingdom principle living that has benefits of harvest and has benefits that are all its own that we have to kind of like relearn right like because we don't fully understand it because we've been in a part of a different kingdom right let me ask you this question do you think do we think that this parable has two meanings or the possibility that this parable has two different meanings or well they're not totally different but Let's say uh, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. So that could imply that, you know, God's kingdom is God scattered the seed. Or can we scatter our own seed? Can we can we plant our own seeds for various things? Well, when you say our own seeds, where are we getting the seeds? Well, you. Well, it was implied. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it was implied that you know, like. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I, I can't. I can't gather a handful of dust and make them. Okay. See. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'm going with it. Yeah. But but I mean, aside from that, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying. Sorry. Right. No, I know. Practical. Yeah. No, I know. But I mean, but so so the point is, I mean, we know in scripture that. It's written in scripture that, you know, whatever we ask Jesus for in accordance to God's will, uh, Jesus will do for the glory of the Father. Mm -hmm. So when we pray, 
or we ask God for whatever, wisdom, uh, uh, finances, uh, health, uh, relationship, whatever, whatever. If we plant seeds by asking in prayer, according to the scripture, is that planting seeds that we reap a harvest from? Okay, so it is possible. Again, parables make you think, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. so we can't assume that though you can have a valid interpretation, it doesn't mean you can't have another take on this in which the Lord is assuming that it's not just a total misinterpretation, right? Like, so, but, but um, yeah, so like clearly the, it's the man sowing the seed, right? And so, yeah, so is he sowing seed of the kingdom? Again, it's related to the kingdom of God. So is there a principle of sowing and reaping? Well, absolutely. God warns us, right? Paul tells us in Galatians, you know, that I don't want you to, uh, you know, I don't want you to be ignorant of this, that whatever you sow, you reap. God's not mocked. Mm-hmm. Whatever you sow, you reap. One of the principles of the kingdom is sowing and reaping, that whatever you sow, whatever you sow, like personally, right, you're going to reap that. Now, this is not a karma principle. A lot of people get that confused. If you, right, a, karma, right. a karma principle is, Okay, I did this to I did this to fill, so I'm going to get this back on me. Sowing and reaping is you are planting something in your life. You're going to get more of whatever you're planting, mm-hmm. right? It's producing something. Uh, listen to this. Uh, this is one, for instance, Second Corinthians nine. Paul again writes this sowing and reaping principle, and this is Second Corinthians nine, starting with verse six. He says the point is this. Whoever sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly. Yeah. Whoever sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Let each one give as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace overflow to you, so that by always having enough of everything, you may overflow in every good work. And then he just keeps going. As it is written, he scattered widely. He gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. The one who supplies the seed, the sower, and the bread for food will supply and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. I mean, hear all that Paul is saying in there, the amount of sowing and reaping. He's talking about God even supplying seed and then multiplying that, right? So there is clearly like, it is possible that this has to do like there is a sowing and reaping principle here. Um, especially in the kingdom of God. We see that um, we see that with not only finances, what Paul's talking about here in context, right, with 2 Corinthians. Paul talks about it spiritually, what you're sowing in your life in Galatians. So it's not just applied to one aspect of your life, but clearly you at some point play the part of the sower, right? Jesus plays the part of the sowing of God's word in the parable of the sower. Is it possible, like you're saying, Chad, that we play the part of the sower here, expressing a sowing and reaping principle in the kingdom? Mm-hmm. And the Phil's point, there there has to be seeds that we don't create. God right. creates the seeds, and that's an important thing to think about. So where do the seeds come from? The seeds come from the promises in the word, right? So like if it's like to your point, Robert, like you just quoted scripture and said, well, Paul said this. Okay, well, those are seeds. Whatever, the, whatever's written in Scripture, 
those are seeds that can be planted. But we can't, to, to our point earlier, we can't take a handful of dust or a handful of grass clippings or a handful of whatever and turn those into seeds on our own and plant them. The seeds have to come from God and it has to be from scripture or from the word. Yeah. And, you know, in this chapter, too, is that parable of the sower. Mm -hmm. Right. And and so what you, to your point in the parable of the sower, it is actually uh, an analogy. It, Jesus act, it's an allegory because Jesus actually says each thing in the parable so represents something else and mm -hmm. guess what the seed represents the word of God mm -hmm. yeah right so and if those you're sowing who the word it, right yeah and those who receive it and are planted in good soil it produces mm -hmm. 30, 40, 30, 60, 100 times yeah so yeah you're right and maybe you don't even know how it's going to do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, yeah we just fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's an important point. The man rested. Yeah. So, so that's the, right. That is good. So I've been guilty of just, just hammering and shoveling and digging and scratching and clawing to get my, to get the seeds. I don't want to say my seeds. I don't want to upset Phil, <laughs> but to get, Get, to get those seeds to do something. I'm out there fussing with the dirt and I've got, and I'm with the rake and the hoe and I'm, I'm trying to get those seeds to do something. And, you know, here it says, just to your point, whether he's night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seeds are doing their thing. So what does that really mean practically for us? And I think, did I, there are times and with certain topics in my life, I've been messing with the messing with the dirt too much with the hoe and the shovel. Mm -hmm. That is a great concept. Mm -hmm. Like, see, this is why this is why parables is so fun. And this mm -hmm. is why, like, see, like, Chad, you're like, oh, man, like, we've got to, you know, I'm going to leave it over to these guys. But see. I have always viewed the man in the parable as like, oh, he just goes to sleep. Mm -hmm. But you have brought out a great point. Rest is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Man's not being condemned for what he does, like going to sleep or whether he goes to sleep or not, whether he goes to sleep or wakes up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so and so, yes, that is an excellent point. Yeah. And you know what? To further that point, Chad, you can. And I think this might be what you're trying to say is we can manufacture things that God doesn't want us to manufacture. Right. You know what I mean? Like we can create, I have to get into ministry and do this or, mm -hmm. you know, to use Robert's example from a few weeks ago, I have to go to Africa <laughs> or, <yeah. laughs> or I don't or want Africa. to go to Africa. That's what it was. <laughs> but anyway, no, I mean, we feel like we, we, we know God said to do this. But did he? Sometimes he has, and you know, he'll if he has, he will be there to make it grow. Mm -hmm. But if he hasn't, you know, we could be making something up on our own, getting so far ahead of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we're looking for trouble. And if you know, it's like it's like what we were discussing earlier before we actually started the, yeah, the podcast yeah. here. You know, the problem, sometimes the problem with the kingdom of God is us, right? Like 
we we bring ourselves into it but we're not perfect so we can we can sometimes mess up the harvest we can sometimes because we think it's got to look this way or act this way. uh i heard it i just recently heard a sermon by john lindell that was really i never thought about this but the lord says in isaiah 55 he says my ways are not your ways my thoughts are not your thoughts my ways are higher than your ways my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and he brought this out. He said, sometimes we end up worshiping our thoughts. Mm. We, we end up praying to the Lord that he would do something like his kingdom would be enacted in our life. But then we have a thought of how he should do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So instead of being the man that goes to sleep, we get out there, there and go. start, we take our hoe, we take our shovel, we bring the fertilizer, right? We have a thought of how how this seed should grow, what this thing should do. And in, in reality, we think if that doesn't happen, then God's letting us down. And sometimes we just, maybe we just need to let our hands off of it. We're sowing what God wants us to sow. Let God handle it. Yeah. You know, when I put those zucchini seeds in the ground, I didn't say, God, make a tomato. I'm expecting zucchini, you know, and if, if I don't get a tomato, I'm not going to be mad at God. You know what I mean? I should expect a zucchini. I'll tell you something that I've recently come across that has really changed my viewpoint about a lot of things. Um, I, I, I just read a book. It's, it's a legend. It's called the legend of the merchant and the monk. I think I've heard this before, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole point of the book is like, you know, the monk thinks he's the only one doing God's work because he's committed his whole life. Right. To to being the monk. Right. He's the priest. Right. And so he keeps getting on to people who aren't living like he does. But what's he doing? He's relying on what he would refer to as the secular world to support him. Mm -hmm. Right. To support what he does. Right. And so what we have done in our life is we have we have divided. And the whole point of the book is that the merchant and the monk are both called. Both are called by God. And that's why Jesus tells us we're going to be kings and priests. Some are called to be kings, the secular field. Some are called to be priests, the the clergy. Right. But both are called. And the reality is like we have in our mind that there's this separation, that there's this sacred and then there's this secular and the whole point of the book is the whole earth is god's everything is if you go out there and mow grass and that's what you do guess whose grass you're mowing Mm. it's the lord's right Right. whatever you do i mean if if i went out there and said so it's not fair of like clergy what we would call clergy the sacred right to rely on the secular while saying they're wrong or while mm-hmm. saying they're not doing God's will. That doesn't make any sense. And so, uh, and so the kind of the point of this is we get our hands involved in what we think is the kingdom. In reality, God's calling all of us to do what we do and allow the kingdom to work in those things, allow the kingdom of God to work in and through those things. Mm. Yeah. Pretty good. That is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how God, yeah, just, I really like how throughout, you know, that we've said that there's a crimson thread throughout 
scripture of Jesus from the Old Testament to the New. And there's also this thread of this sowing and reaping. We've talked about it many, many times on here over the last couple of years. And, you know, you could think about different aspects of it, but that's true with God because, you know, and it's important that we have the patience and the faith in him for this growth process of the seeds. Mm -hmm. And that is a thing that I've been trying to learn lately the hard way. (laughs) I mean, because if you notice in this parable, the other piece of the parable was, Mm-hmm. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. So he, the man just has faith, whether he gets up or not, you know, whether he gets up out of bed or not, or sleeps or is awake or whatever, though he does not know how. So there's a faith and a belief aspect that you're going to see the growth of that seed into a ripe grain. Yes. And that's a struggle for us, at least for me. The thing he doesn't get to control is the outcome, the result. Yes. Yes. Whatever the harvest is going to be is the harvest. Mm -hmm. He just knows it's going to be more than what he planted. That's it. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't know how much. And that's a key point. You just said more than he planted. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But right. how often do we doubt? Oh, yeah. How often do we doubt? How often do we, you know, we pray for something and we know, we know that the word says that this is a thing that we can pray for, that it's perfectly well, perfectly in God's will that we pray for this particular thing, whatever it is. And we know that it's, you know, we're not out in left field somewhere. We're praying for something that scripture says that we can absolutely pray for, but yet we doubt and we don't believe in God, that that seed is going to turn into grain. Well, I love what you said right there about the rest, like resting. One of the problems we're having in our country is learning the importance of rest. Mm -hmm. Like this is a major, this is a major element. It's one of the commandments, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and we just treat it as like it's not important. God gave us the Sabbath for our sake. Mm-hmm. He under see in God's kingdom there is an importance of rest. But notice what you were saying, right? This man's element of faith. What allows him to rest? Faith. Yeah, yeah. In knowing what this is going right, and if this is the kingdom of God and how it operates, his faith allows him to rest mm-hmm. because he knows that God has got it right. He knows this is how it operates. If mm-hmm. we learn kingdom principles. We just need to know this is how it operates, mm-hmm. right? And that should give us rest. Our faith should give us rest. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. You know, Robert, when we first started, didn't somebody say that uh, he didn't know anything about this parable? <laughs> Look That's right, yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing one awesome point after the next. Yeah. And where's that coming throwing from? Throwing the football over to him for saying, <laughs> go, man, go. Yeah. <laughs> It came from God because it didn't come absolutely. from me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was just about to say God is moving through you tonight, Chad. Yeah. Praise God. My, my, my tank was on empty when I came here. And then <laughs> he, he put a little bit of, he, see, he even though it's not seeds and grain, it's he's putting some gas in my tank. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Absolutely. And it happened 
automatically. That's ah. right. <laughs> you didn't force it. That's, That's right. right. What's the Greek word, Robert? What's the Greek word? For Automate. That? Automate. Automate. Yeah. That sounds Italian for tomato or something. <laughs> Greek, Italian. Oh, Automate, automato. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's great. Yeah. But see, now think about this, right? So like, okay, so like you were mentioning too, like, like God, if this is truly God showing this to you, right? He wants us to meditate on his word. What's the point? And mm -hmm. we go from here. We're to take that with us and learn the principle, right? Learn the kingdom mm -hmm. principle. Right. So if there's a resting element in it and a faith element in it, right? About the kingdom, uh, a sowing and reaping element in it, right? We've got to, we've got to be able to take all of that and supposed to learn it well enough that that's how we live. Like it becomes our life, right? Right, right. And I can promise you this week, I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't either. <laughs> oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a, something we're going to. I think people again, this is one of the things we have a hard time with. Right. Mm -hmm. We really have a hard time allowing the principles of the kingdom, especially principles of rest yeah. to just kind of be part of us. For sure. We, we just don't get it. So, I I furiously work that hoe and shovel. I've got a hoe in one hand and a shovel in the other, and I'm furiously working them and and them shouting out, you know, please God help me, please God help me. While I'm furiously shoveling and hoeing, yeah, one yeah. in each hand. I, and the Lord's trying to say, well, just let go, just drop a drop the hoe, drop the shovel. <laughs> and I can't do that because then I'd lose control. God is screaming, Anamate. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd be like, I don't understand Italian. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a tomato, it's a cucumber. <laughs> or zucchini. It's zucchini. a zucchini. Yeah. yeah, it's not a tomato, it's a zucchini. <laughs> Chad does not have the gift of interpretation of tongues, apparently. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, what, what's the Italian? Yeah, God, what's the Italian word for zucchini? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. You got me. I don't know. It might be zucchini. It might be zucchini, right? It might be. Auto zucchini. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, that's that's been the story of my life to this point. Furiously, furiously shoveling like mad while wondering why God isn't digging the ditch for me. Oh yeah. But hey, these parables we can learn from. Absolutely. We we're never too old or too wise to learn from a simple parable in the Bible. Yeah. Not at all. That's right. And there's plenty of them in there. That's oh, right. Yeah. We just have to be open to it. Yep. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, Hey guys, we've been going for a little over half hour and uh, I think we're, we pretty much said what we needed to say. That's, yeah. Don't you think? I bet. I bet we haven't. I bet we haven't either. But uh... we could go another. We could go another hour, but we won't. <laughs> we could. We could. No doubt. But uh, wow, this was really, really good tonight. I it know was. I say that every week, but um, it really, really was very good tonight. And and Chad, I'm really love to see how God worked through you tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, because you, I knew as soon as you said. These two guys are like, oh, God's going to just get a hold of him tonight and just unload. And sure enough, great insights. 
-hmm. great teaching. Absolutely and, uh, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. really, really good. Well, and from you guys as well. And 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 I always feel like when when we leave out of here that we get as much from it as the 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 out the people watching it do. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. No, I feel like I've got a. I mean, listen, I have I have studied the Bible intensely for, oh goodness, 20, 30 years, right? And the reality is, I feel like I've got to walk away from here, and I got to go back over those three <laughs> verses again. I'm yeah. like, man, I, I, I don't know what know you anything. mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the things you pulled out tonight, Chad, was like, whoa, you blew me away. So yeah, yeah very awesome. good. Great. Praise yeah. God. Yes, yes, <laughs> certainly. Praise God and his kernels of wisdom. Yep. 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 That sounds like another sowing and reaping principle. Kernels of wisdom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well, we will certainly come back to parables again, I'm sure. And oh yeah. Um, and yeah. Thanks for sure. We will be back next week too. We will. It's always <laughs> fun. It's always fun to see which parable Robert's gonna pick. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so hey, if you guys have a topic you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Send us some feedback. Send us an email. You know, find us on Facebook. However, you want to get a hold of us, let us know. Uh, by the way, Chad's cell phone number is five five five. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to you, Chad. But, no, um, I appreciate that, Phil, because I can, <laughs> I can rattle yours off too, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm gonna let yeah, these guys put their can. personal information in that they will answer all of your questions. Yeah, right. Well, I know yours too, Robert. <laughs> and I know, and, and Phil's got control of the YouTube channel, but we can put the comments in until he deletes them. That you could do. Yeah. And you can leave us a comment on, on YouTube or on Podbean or wherever you uh, listen to a podcast, you know, just let us know. We will take on, you know, we, we took on one a couple of weeks ago um, and we will take on any topic that you want us to, to take on. Well, I shouldn't say any. I mean, as long as we feel we can talk about it, um, you know, there's some verses in the Bible that are like, ooh, I wonder why that's in there. But, <laughs> but the, truth, the truth fears no questions, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, well, and that was great a couple of weeks ago. It was just, you know, a, a listener asked a question and, and it really was, it really kind of provoked our thinking. Yeah. And we approached it from different angles. So that was great. Yep. That's and, right. you know, that's why it's so important to read the word. And, mm -hmm. you know, I hear people say, well, I don't understand it. I don't understand it half the time either, but read it because God is the one who is making things happen when you're reading. It's like you're sowing a seed when you're reading the Bible, you're, you're reading the word, you're sowing a seed and he's going to make it grow. He's going to make that fertile ground and make it pop up and something's going to come out of it. And it could be your understanding, or it could be something that you don't even see, or you don't even know how it happens. So read the Bible. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Okay. We'll Have see you week. next week. <laughs>